600 ESPN El Paso. Defending U.S. Open Series champion Anna Ivanovich defending with Vaseline lotion ingredients. News Radio AM 600 KROD proudly presents The Don Haskins Show. The Don Haskins Show. Two hours of talk with the bear live from State Line Restaurant. Join KROD for dinner and conversation with the bear. For the next two hours, get into the mind of Don Haskins. Brought to you by EPT Management Company, Audi's, El Paso Electric, Land America Lawyers Title of El Paso, McCrory's Pharmacy, Price's Creameries, Radisson El Paso Airport, The Rental Network, and Time Warner Cable. And now, Live from the state line, here are your hosts, Steve Kaplowitz and Don Haskins. And welcome, everybody. We are live, continuing our broadcast from the State Line Restaurant, and we've got a very special Don Haskins show for you tonight. I'm Steve Kaplowitz, along with the Bear, who's uh, back with us this week. And once again, uh, some great, great guests uh, joining us in just a little bit. Uh, a couple of former UTEP basketball assistant coaches who are here in town. But uh, first off, uh, Coach, would like to uh, welcome you back. Uh, good to see you. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine, Steve. Well, um, uh, went through a couple, three days, and it's kind of bad. But uh, yeah. when you get as old as I am, something's going to happen. Very funny. Very funny. Very um, funny. That isn't funny. No, I don't think that. It's, it has to do because of age. Uh-huh. It's just the way things uh-huh. happen. But uh, you're, you're doing well right now. You look fine. good. Doing and uh, fine. It's good to see you out here. And we're almost dressed the same. I'm happy you got the memo because uh, the blue striped shirt is definitely the, uh, the in thing to wear tonight. Look at that. Hey. Both look. Both of us got one. Though. We do. It's too bad our our first guest doesn't have it. The well, he's neutral. That's exactly. That's exactly right. The uh, the longtime uh, analyst for uh, UTEP minor football uh, now on uh, ISP uh, the ISP network. We are very happy to have uh, Bernie Racono uh, starting us off. And um, coach, I don't know about you, but I don't think there's any other better way to get uh, a little dose of UTEP football this year than to get Bernie on to give us the preview. I tell you what, I love. Uh, John Teichert, Bernie, uh, Bernie, I think you give us good analysts of, of a game. You know, I don't know much about football. I just know they line up. I watch the ball. Uh, and I, I, I used to love uh, uh, John Madden when he would draw the circles. And, sure. And I'd go back and i think, God, I didn't see that. But uh, you really do a good job of describing the game. And I'm... Um, not saying that because you're here. I've told everybody I know. Fellas, I appreciate that. It's a uh, it's a long time with John Teicher. It doesn't seem like it's that long, to be honest with you. But uh, John, but I think it's going on 18 this year. Yeah, good I believe. Night. John's a uh, consummate professional, and I'll tell you what, he comes in like a ball player. He's prepared every moment, so it, it's kind of easy to work with him. Do you remember when you first uh, were, were paired up uh, in the very beginning, those those first uh, few years? Yeah, you got to remember uh, that uh, Rick Parr had that uh, job prior to, to me. He had prior commitments, couldn't do it. John asked me if I wanted to do it, and I uh, went in and I enjoyed myself. Uh, you don't have to travel all the time. Uh, it, it's, it's fun to, to be at home five games on a road, but, uh, you know, I, I got along with John, mm-hmm. and uh, John, uh, he, he knows football. He wants to learn more about it all the time, so uh, he's very easy to work with. Well, um, I think uh, a lot of El Pasoans now have become so accustomed uh, to the two of you, they don't remember the days of, as you mentioned, Rick Parr. Before that, uh, I know there were some other great announcers over the years. I think, uh, was Cricket Mush uh, once a, uh, a color analyst for, uh, for um, UTEP? I don't know. You know, 
The only one that I remember is uh, Bernie. Really? I don't remember Rick Parr doing the games. Prior yeah. to it, I think uh, two, did he, three, two, did he two do or three it with years. John? Yes, he did. See, yeah. when you do the games, eighteen years. Well, he was a, all people. Uh, yeah. I'm sure he was good too, because uh, Rick was a defensive back, he as was. I recall. He was. Well, He's a good guy. Bernie, I think a lot of UTEP football fans now uh, just want to uh, kind of uh, erase the uh, or the bad taste in their mouth that they might have had towards the end of last season. It obviously was a year with so many high expectations. Did not turn out to be nearly the kind of season people expected, but it's a brand new year, a lot of new players, and everybody I talk to right now is excited and optimistic about the uh, 2007 UTEP football season. Well, yeah, I think they are. Uh, you know, uh, the, the bad taste is right, and, and for me too. Uh, I thought they underachieved. I thought uh, definitely going to a bowl game, possibly going to win the uh, Conference USA Championship, but none of that transpired. And, uh, you know, this year people are saying, heck, you know, we don't have Jordan anymore. Now maybe we can do better without him, right. even though Jordan was a super ball player. John Lee Higgins is gone. A lot of those guys are gone. So, uh, you know, they're looking forward to seeing what they got out there. I believe it. 880-5763-880-KROD. If you want to get into the Don Haskins Show and have a question for the Bear or our guest here at the beginning of our first hour, Bernie Ricono. Coach, I know you were going to say something, too. Uh, I kind of disagree with both of you. I think uh, winning five games is quite an accomplishment. And uh, uh, I think Mike Price kind of spoiled us the first couple of years. And... Um, we had so many injuries in the offensive line that, uh, and I think our expectations are really up. I was just talking to Bernie about you know, our new uh, split receiver, uh, Fred Rouse. Fred Rouse, yeah. Yeah. and uh, he he sounds he sounds great. And you know you get a transfer from uh, Florida State. Right. That's a pretty good place to come from. So <laughs> yeah, they, they don't hand they don't hand scholarships out. Florida State, unless you're some kind of All-American or something. But he was uh, also a, a top five recruit in the country and a top wide receiver in the nation uh, coming out of high school. I know. And uh, he got a ton of ability. Let me tell you something. I saw him. He can run like a deer. He's got great moves. He's quick. He's tall, six three. He goes up and gets it. So he's got all the ability in the world. You ask uh, a lot of UTEP fans about their team this year, and the first thing they're going to say is. Can Trevor Vitito cut it at quarterback? Now, they're throwing a kid in that is a redshirt freshman with no Division I experience, but people forget that this is the same player that won a state championship his uh, senior year uh, in high school in 5A here in the state of Texas. Let me tell you something. I, I took a look at that kid out there at spring. Uh, I've seen him early in fall here, too, and uh, he's, he's about 6'3". He's got long arms. He's an athlete. Let me tell you, and uh, he's probably got the best touch that I've ever seen, not on a young kid, on any kid. It'd be like taking a pillow off of your uh, your bed and dropping an orange on it and just watching it bounce when it goes into those receivers' hands because a kid could get it done. Yeah. Now, the only thing that bothers me is that they're playing New Mexico the first ball game, and New Mexico is going to come 14 different directions every yeah. time in there, and he's got to get a little bit of time. And if he gets a little bit of time, he's going to be an excellent quarterback. Uh, pardon me, Steve. No, go ahead, Coach. The thing that I think is going to make us better is, uh, you know, I mentioned a while ago, and, and you know, uh, Bernie, that uh, uh, our offensive line last year 
we had this guy hurt, this guy out, and all that. So, you know, uh, Jordan Palmer was running for his life, and he couldn't run fast enough to escape. And uh, this guy can. He can run. He can run. And uh, to me, it's like, uh, I'm sounding like I know a little about football. I don't. But uh, Drew Drew Pearson with the Cowboys. Right. Bad offensive line. Now, put Drew Pearson behind New England's line or maybe Indianapolis. And and don't get your shirt dirty. And he probably would have been fine. But, you know, it's Tony Romo. This isn't it. Don't you think, Bernie, this is a day that a straight drop-back quarterback uh, – that's over. I think you got to be able to escape once. Yeah, time. you're right. You got to you got to move your feet, and uh, I think it's gone completely away from that because the, the defense has become sophisticated, come after you, and Aaron. I think the kids got to have a little athletic ability to get out of there. But uh, sure. no, you're right. You're absolutely right. You sit here and say you know anything about football, but you definitely do, and, and it all starts on that offensive front. They're a year older. Uh, you know, they've got something to prove. I think they're a little uh, nasty-minded about this. I think uh, Coach Livingston has been on them. And I watched them the other day out there, and, and uh, I tell you, there's a lot of pride, a lot of people out there going after it. So I think they're going to be a lot better. And if that's the case, then all the better for Vitito. Yeah, and uh, to me, the biggest key is also uh, can they stay healthy? Obviously, offensive line decimated by injuries a year ago. They were also hurt during spring ball. So now they've just got to find a way to keep these guys together because I think Mike Price said it. He loves his team. He only says that that, that when you talk about depth at certain positions, that's when it gets to be a bit of a you know a, a bit of a problem. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, you can't be you can't be strong at every position in there, and uh, you know you you want to be, but you can't be, and uh, you try to hide them a little bit. But Coach Price, I tell you, you know you you talk about ball players and all that stuff, and great ball players will make a coach look a lot better. I'll guarantee you. But it also... Uh, Bernie, when did you first notice that? <laughs> when, when, I, when I had a couple All-Americans making me look right, good. Right, But, you know, I, I'm looking at you, and I know of all the time that you coached and all that uh, out there and all the, all the players that you had, but you got to have coaches to get these kids in the manner that they're supposed to be, you know, uh, logistically, to do what they're supposed to do. And I tell you what, that coaching staff out there with Price and Eric and uh, all the people, Livingston and, and uh, Kaika, you know, I'm going to miss all these, Timmy Hudley. Yeah. These guys are a terrific, terrific coaching staff. Really and, good. And we've kept them together. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I think, fourth uh, year, right? That's, that's right, a, fourth year. That was a great story the other day. Had all the coaches in and... Uh, uh, we just don't, we don't have any new faces. No. How, how rare is that, though? Oh, I mean, that is rare. Keeping Unheard of. Four years, the Absolutely. same staff? Especially at UTEP. Unheard yeah. of. <laughs> it is. It is unheard of. Unheard right? of. All right. We're here right now. Bernie Ricono is joining us. We're talking UTEP football. A little bit later, we're going to also touch on Diablo's baseball with Bernie, um, who um, actually, the best part about you, Bernie, is you are so well-versed in both teams, UTEP football and Diablo's baseball. So we'll get a chance to talk a little Diablo's ball with you as well. 880-5763, our telephone number. We're live at the State Line Restaurant. More of the Don Haskins Show as we continue right here on News Radio KROD. 600 ESPN El Paso.com. Welcome 
Welcome back, everybody, as we continue more of the Don Haskins Show live uh, from the State Line Restaurant, 880-5763-880-KRD. Come on down. We're on the patio, and we're going to be uh, kicking back and enjoying ourselves till 8 o'clock this evening. You can have dinner here at the State Line, have a drink on the patio, and enjoy uh, the live broadcast of the Don Haskins Show as uh, we continue right now with the Bear and our special guest, uh, Bernie Ricono from uh, not only uh, the UTEP uh, Football Radio Network, the analyst uh, for ISP Sports, but also as well for the El Paso Diablos. And uh, Bernie, as we, we mentioned earlier, I, I think right now with the minors in Camp Socorro, people don't realize that it's almost two weeks till the start of the season. It, it's, it's, here, it's here, and it's, and it's going to be right on... You know, right around the corner, you know, before you know it, we're going to be in week two or week three. So all that time to speculate and like we're doing right now is is practically over. Yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, they're coming back from Socorro, and I'm sure they're going to be feeling good. They had a few injuries up there, but nothing like they've had in the past. Yeah. So they're going to be back here, and they're going to start working at home, sleeping in their own beds. But, you know, I think uh, everything's going to be directed toward New Mexico here from mm -hmm. here on out. Exactly right. They came back today. I talked to Nate Paz yesterday. He oh, said, did you? Yeah. And he said, uh, I just wondering how practice is going. I called him in the other three or four days ago. I called Nate, and uh, uh, Coach Price was riding around. They were riding around. <laughs> practice is over. They're riding around up in the mountains. But uh, uh, I just can't, I can't wait for football to start. And I can't wait for basketball. You know, uh, You've got the bug. I really do. Yeah, I even like volleyball. You even like volleyball. I'm sure you probably like soccer. Like no, that. I really do. I think volleyball and uh, I think our women's team uh, sounds like we did a good job recruiting. Mm -hmm. uh, we got the greatest softball facility in the country. Yep. But uh, things are looking good out at UTEP. I think uh, we can all, uh, Bob Stoll's doing a tremendous Pretty job good. as athletic director. But the person that is really making this happen is the president of the university, Dr. Natalizio. Yep, there you go. Um, Bernie, you know, we talked about offense earlier in the show. We, we touched on Vitito and, and, and also Rouse. Tell me a little bit about defense, especially on the line. I know one of the uh, you know, concerns last year was that the defensive line did not get enough sacks on the quarterback and really never pressured the opposing quarterback enough. Do you think that some of the new personnel uh, that will be installed this year will be able to generate a little more pressure on, on opposing quarterbacks? Well, I tell you, I went out to the spring game, and, and again, I'm a Timmy Huntley fan. Uh, he's been he's been to Rose Bowls and Blue Bowls and whatever. But uh, the guy, I, I watched the defense, and what he's got him doing is running to the ball and leveraging the ball. By leveraging the ball, I mean if the ball's coming to your right, you're going to outside in and make it cut back in, and you got somebody right in his face from inside out. So they're leveraging the ball really well. But to answer your question, they got some really talented kids. They're not as big as they've been. Right. So I think in that respect, and I'm not putting any words in Tim Hunley's mouth, but in that respect, maybe he's going to move them a little bit more, like slant them. Uh, maybe uh, bring some people through in there. But I think they're going to get a better rush because they're quicker, more athletic. We've seen in the past that sometimes 
speed versus size, you'd rather have the speed because even if you're a little undersized, as long as you can generate enough quickness and speed to really pressure the quarterback, that could work just as well, if not better. Well, no question about it. The thing is, you got to be able to separate yourself. You yeah. got a 320 pounder over there, and you got a guy 267 in front of him. You got to be able to get away from him. You just can't let him dominate you. So, uh, you know, Coach and I a moment ago were talking about you talking about defensive line, talking about Brandon Duke. You know, here's a kid who came here as a heralded quarterback, but also a heralded defensive end that had shots to go to LSU and USC and USC at defensive end. Yeah. So I'm up there watching him the other day, and I really didn't realize what his number was. And I'm watching this kid work out out there, and you got a kid 6'5", 275 out there, and coach hit it on the head. You know, it's, for a quarterback, you ought to have great, great feet. All of a sudden, the ball snapped, and this guy's feet were excellent compared to the rest of the defensive line. Yeah. And I, I asked John, I said, who is that? He said, Brandon Dude. I said, my God, you know, this guy's got terrific feet for a big kid. One of the things I remember about Brandon Dude is that he threw a pick last year, I think in spring or fall practice, one or the other, and drilled somebody as the guy was returning the football. And, I mean, you know, quarterbacks are not supposed to be hit, but they can take a good shot and give one out. And he just flattened this player. And we said to ourselves, man, it's too bad he's playing quarterback because if that guy was ever on a D-line, the damage he can do, well, now you get your wish with Brandison. Who knows? I mean, sky's the limit for a guy that, as you mentioned, was recruited by every big school in the country at defensive end. You know, he's been out of that uh, for two years in there, so it's going to take him a while to get his feet under him. But, my gosh, can you imagine uh, what's going to happen? I mean, the only way he goes up. Exactly. And he's going to be, uh, when he gets there, he's probably going to be nasty about it when he gets there, you know? 880 He, uh, he has a chance, don't you think, to be a, at, at that's, you know, that's what the NFL is looking for. Um, Steve, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Coach. I mean, that's exactly um, right. You know, I don't know if you remember Marvin Washington. Sure. Basketball player. Played yeah. up at Idaho. Yeah. Well, you know, I got <clears throat> I got him to go out for spring football when he was a freshman. Then he flunked out. And Marvin uh, is one of those deals in the state of Texas where uh, he's in Dallas. And he had, you know, they made him choose a sport. Six, six and a half. Weighed about 250. Could outrun all my guards. And uh, uh, I, I started talking to him after practice, and he said, I said, Marvin, you think uh, you're going to be an NBA basketball player? Great athlete. But he never, he didn't make a free throw here as a freshman. He, Tim had him three years at Idaho, so we think he's the only college basketball player that ever lived that never, ever made a free throw. But anyway, he went to the NFL and uh, become uh, all all pro. All pro for the Jets. Jets, yeah. About 10 years. And uh, he'd got a contract, a new one after he'd been up for about three. I got a little scribble note one day, and he said, Coach, I want to thank you for talking to me going out for football. (laughs) You did the biggest favor he could ever imagine. You did the biggest favor he could ever imagine. Good basketball player, yes. But, but how many guys, six, six and a half, six, seven, can outrun your guards? No. Oh, and and Burley, big. He was. Yeah. Tell you he, what, he did a nice job up there at uh, Idaho, but uh, I can remember him. Uh, on he the was drafted in the yeah. fifth round. He was stud, boy. He was good. 
888-5763-880-KRD. What can you tell us about uh, the linebacking core? Everybody knows uh, we've got uh, uh, Jones coming back this year after the injury, which is huge for that linebacking core. But um, I-, I seem to hear really good things about Adam Vincent, the uh, transfer from Arizona State, and somebody that uh, might be a real welcome addition to the uh, to the linebackers this year. You know, I think basically he's the leader. Uh, I saw him out there. He's definitely a leader. So at your middle, you're going to have to have somebody that can lead. He's uh, 245, so he's got the size. He's got great, great lateral movement and a nose for the ball. So once he moves laterally, and uh, let's say that ball's on the outside perimeter in there, he'll find him a hole and get up to get after it. So uh, he, he's going to be he's going to be good. Uh, we've had some good middle linebackers here, and I think this kid's going to fit right in with the rest of them. Do you like the linebacking core as a whole heading into this season? Yeah, I think uh, they were. Uh, they were counting on that one kid that got in trouble and yeah. uh, they had to let go and uh, they had another kid step up right. in here but uh, they were looking for somebody for that and always somebody's going to step up somebody's always going to step up and this kid evidently has but uh, you know the key to this spot, uh, this whole darn thing right now is Jones yeah. because you're talking about not just a leader you're talking about a superstar out there uh, Bernie I'd like <clears throat> maybe this is uh, off the cuff uh, it is off the cuff, but a leader. How do you uh, define a leader in well, any sport? Two, two ways. Two ways. Could be verbal, uh, get the respect verbally, but uh, most of the time it's through his ability and what he does. Right. You know, out there. See, I, I've seen good leaders that never say a thing. There you go. And they, uh, uh, you don't like Jeremy Jones. I could not believe. All the things were in the paper from teammates last year when he went down. Sure. Oh, yeah. He, uh, it's like we give up. We lost our leader. And uh, uh, I don't mean that, that they gave no, up. No, I know but, that. I know but he, uh, I've never heard other players talk so much about one guy as uh, our football team <laughs> did about him. Well, I tell you, he can get out there and coach, uh, uh, you know, I can get out there and play in Jeremy Jones' spot, and I can yell all I want to. But, uh, you know, pretty soon they're going to pick me out and say, you know, all this guy's all he does all is he talk. All he can do is holler. All he can do is holler. That reminds me of a guy in the dressing room that, uh, oh, he can talk and holler and let's go and all that. Yeah. But uh, uh, the way the person to follow is the guy that works the hardest. And obviously Jeremy Jones yeah. fits that. Bernie, uh, before we uh, wrap up our, our conversation on UTEP football and then come back, talk a little Diablos baseball with you. Um, I've heard everything from five wins this season to eight wins or nine wins in a bowl game. Do you think that when it's all said and done, the Miners will probably fall somewhere in between from that low end to that high end prediction? God, I've been looking at the schedule and, and as coach, uh, you know, when when you used to play in the whack with basketball and you had you had Utah and, and Colorado State and Air Force up there and all those people up there. Very difficult for you to say, I'm going to go up there and win. Yeah. You know, you want to win, but I'm going to go up there and win. Now, New Mexico playing home and advantage for the minors. I think New Mexico is going to come after them, advantage for the minors. you got to go up to Texas Tech, really tough. Sure. Uh, New Mexico State, probably the best club they've had in uh, 10 years up there. So uh, then you got the Tulsas with Graham. they got that good quarterback. And, you know... I, to give you a, 
I just can't sit here, Steve. I won't sit here and say, okay, they're going to win seven, eight ball games. I can't do that. I know they're going to go out and compete in every game, and I think they're going to be fun to watch, and hopefully they'll win them. Yeah, and the, hopefully, yeah. The thing exactly. that will help is win a few close ones. Oh, that, yeah, that's, that's just, what you're there with. All of a sudden, uh, you know, last year we lost uh, two or three uh, football games that we could have won, and uh, you got to be a little – I think any time you have a good season, uh, you got to win. Uh, Absolutely. you you got to have some breaks. And I know, like, playing the NCAA basketball tournament, uh, the team that wins every year wins in overtime. Uh, they win a one-pointer, two-pointer. There's not that much difference. But uh, a break, uh, I don't think I ever realized – until three, I don't know much about football. I love to watch, but turnovers. You know, last year we made a lot of turnovers, and um, um, you know if we can cut down on them, what what is a good season in turnovers? Uh, three averaging three a game is that? Oh, great? I would say you you would you would want none. But if you had to you had to live with something, you say you know if I'm a if I'm an offensive coordinator in there, I would say, okay, uh, you know, we're not going to turn the ball over. That's yeah. one of our goals. We're not going to turn over. But in my mind, I would say, you know, if we could hold it to two or less, then uh, yeah. we, we've got okay. a shot. All right. We're going to come back uh, talk a little Diablos baseball next with uh, Bernie Racono, who is our guest. Come on down, folks. We're here. We're at the State Line Restaurant on the patio. Um, if you've never been here, this is the perfect time to join us here on uh, Sunland Park Drive. A great opportunity to enjoy dinner with the Bear and also come away with some great prizes. We're going to be giving away Diablo's tickets, tickets to Western Playland, and I've got a pair of tickets to tomorrow's Aaron Lewis concert at the Plaza Theater. Aaron Lewis of Stained going to be here as well. More of the Don Haskins Show with Bernie Ricono as we continue on News Radio KROD. 600 ESPN El Paso.com. R-O-D. We continue with more of the Don Haskins Show right now here from the uh, State Line Restaurant. Come on down and join us, folks, if you want to uh, have dinner and uh, spend some time here with the Bear, Don Haskins, and uh, our great guests. In just a few moments, a couple of uh, former UTEP assistant coaches who are both here. Sergio Rocco, now the head coach of Florida International. Ryan Carr, the uh, scout for the Indiana Pacers, will be joining us together, and we'll uh, spend... uh, the entire second hour with the two of them. But as we continue right now with uh, Bernie, Bernie, uh, we, we spent uh, a lot of time talking UTEP football. I want to talk about uh, your other love, which is baseball. For all the uh, years you've been uh, affiliated with uh, El Paso Diablos baseball, um, it's been a great story this year. The turnaround, the difference, I think, that um, Butch Henry has made um, along with the staff and everybody surrounding uh, the Diablos. And it paid off, first half championship, and teams still playing well here in the second half as they get set for their first playoff run in seven years. You know, this this town is, is a good town for sports because people know a lot about them, whether it's basketball, football, or what. But we've got a bunch of people in the town that are, are, are baseball, you know, avid baseball fans, and they come out there, and they've just been enjoying themselves. Now, somebody keeps, you know, I keep getting a lot of this on, uh, you know, 
don't you wish you went back to affiliated ball? Uh, don't you wish you, you had this with affiliation? And I, you know, I surprise people when I say this, but people don't realize the last year we had Arizona Diamondbacks in here, we were 55 games below 500. Yeah. The people they were sending us in here were just not very good. But we had a couple of good ones, but the rest of them weren't very good. Now, this gives us an opportunity to go out and get players that, uh, you know, that we feel are good, that we feel can come in and win and give the community, you know, a little bit of pride. So they, they went out and got these kids and bring them here. And, and Steve, I'm telling you right now, this club right here with the last year of affiliation with the Diamondback Club, this club here beat them to death. I mean, absolutely beat them to death. You're talking about guys that have played in AAA, AA, uh, some single A out there, some in the majors. Yeah. And so you've got a lot of talent. If I had to guess right now, I'd say high AA out there, but uh, they, they'd beat that uh, Diamondbacks team to death. So they're fun to watch. They're really fun to watch. I mean, I'll say this. I, I, I can weigh the pluses and minuses for minor league affiliated ball to independent ball all the time. Obviously... There are no pitch counts in, in independent baseball. Pitch guys as long as you want. You don't have to worry about call-ups, call-downs. You control your right. team, and you play to win. Unfortunately, in the minors, they play to develop players. They have strict pitch counts. They send players up and down all the time, and they don't have um, necessarily the mentality where winning is the most important thing. To them, it's player development, and right. if that means losing baseball games, they'll lose as long as they can continue their development to their players. No, you're right. And when Donna and I were growing up, Coach Haskins and I were growing up, you know, the they had D ball, C ball, uh, you know, B, A, double A, triple A. They had all those leagues out there. But I'll tell you what, every one of those people would go out there and uh, they do their damnedest to win. Yeah. I mean, they would. They come in and spike you. They'd knock the ball out of there. They'd run over you. They'd do what? They'd come in. But you're right. As it as it went along and went along, and I would say probably, oh. First of the uh, 1990s, uh, maybe 1991, 92, they start saying, wait a minute, you know, we don't care about winning. We care about developing these players for us when they come up there. So that's sure. where that went. Now, out here with our Diablos, no, we care about winning. Exactly right. And it's shown and with, with have improvements. Been. Yeah. And yes. have been. And attendance yeah. has increased. I want to tell a story. Please. All right. <clears throat> I was... Uh, about a freshman or sophomore in college, and uh, we had a class C team in Enid. Uh, I forget what they called them, but Joplin come to town. Right. And uh, my dad told me, he said, you know, he'd been out and watched uh, this shortstop for Joplin. He said, Don, I think the guy's going to be a major leaguer. And uh, I watched this guy hit uh, two doubles that he stretched into triples. I've never seen four triples in a game. Really? What I saw was four doubles stretched into triples. But at shortstop, he booted the ball about four or five times. My dad said, what are you thinking? I said, there's no play. You know, he can't, uh, he can't field the ball. And my dad is an old baseball player. He said, well, maybe he can play in the outfield. That was Mickey Mantle. <laughs> It's <laughs> a good story. Uh, I tell you what, and he didn't do too bad, did he? No, no, not, he not wasn't a bad but career. You I, know, didn't know, I didn't. I didn't think about him being able to catch 
chase down a pop fly. I was fortunate enough uh, when I grew up in Kansas City, uh, you know, they had Triple A Club Kansas City Blues, which was <laughs> affiliated of the uh, of the Yankees. I got to watch Rizzuto and I got to watch uh, Hank Bauer, Moose Gowan, Mickey Mantle, uh, Maris, all those people that were in there, uh, uh, Elston Howard. Uh, you know, all those people came through there. So, But I can remember Mickey Mantle. One day they had the old Brooklyn feel. It's gone now. But they had big highlights out in there. And he was he a switch hitter that day. But from the right side, he hit one halfway up that light tower that was still going up. And I went, oh, my God. It could have been 600, 600 feet. Uh, uh, he hit more home runs right hand than he did left hand. Oh, a ton of power. Yeah. ton of power. But you know, uh, to get back to get back to the Diablo, Steve, we're we're happy, we're proud. The fans are coming out. You know, we're going to set an, a record for uh, for Diablo tennis in the American Association. Uh, we've had uh, two two crowds out there over eleven thousand. You know, uh, so so the people are coming out. The people are enjoying what they're seeing, and we're we're happy with it. Well, you're giving them a good product, I, and you're I've also giving them a playoff ex- team. I've been extremely happy. For the coverage the Times has given the ball club. They've done a great job. They've done a good job. Good job, except for the last week. When UTEP football started, we uh, yeah. were fighting for coverage there. I know. But and you, you know can what? tell. As the season comes to an end and the playoffs start to come by, I think you'll get the coverage again. I do. I think people I will realize what, uh, what what it means and what's coming up Yeah, here. I agree with you. I agree. So that's big. And uh, tell me, is, uh, Butch Henry, you tell me the the difference he's made uh, so far. Well, basically, I tell you, Butch is no nonsense guy. Uh, he's a good guy. Uh, he's got a great family, man, good family. He comes out there and, and uh, you know, are those players, those players, some of them are a little bit older. Are those players going to respect you? Are they going to uh, are they going to play for you in there? And he takes nothing, nothing from those guys. And he doesn't need to. He's the manager. But they respect him so much that uh, they're going to go out there and play for him. And you can see what the results been. But he does a great job. We've got a kid out there named Severa, pitcher, mm-hmm. pitched Socorro, I believe. Yeah. And there, a big, tall kid. He pitched. Uh, I, I can't remember the. They, they told me he pitched for somebody a couple years ago, came in and uh, two years ago our people wouldn't take batting practice against him. Our, our, our top line players wouldn't take batting practice against him because he was so wild. He come in there, Mike. He'd take you down, uh, you know, take it off your elbow, your head, whatever. They wouldn't take bat. Some of the some of them wouldn't take it. So, so he comes out. Butch Henry gets hold of him. This kid's transformed. You ought to see him out there this year. He is outstanding. He's got probably got about a 302 ERA. Mm-hmm. Young kid. He's got, got about a 94, 90, 94 fastball. But then he breaks that slider off in there, and these guys are just lunging yeah. at it. So you know he's got some stuff. What people forget about Butch Henry is before he became Diablo's manager, he was a minor league pitching coach. Not only exactly. was he an ex-big leaguer, but he was a pitching coach with the Cincinnati Reds, developed kids, and I think that's the biggest key. He knows how to work oh. and develop pitching. I tell you what, I got nothing but respect for him. I sat out there and watched him, and, uh, and I'm looking at him, and he, he has that innate ability, which a lot of managers don't, he, and maybe it's because he was a pitcher, but if that pitcher gets into trouble, yeah. he's not going to baby him along. I mean, he's out of that dugout, give me the guy in the dugout, Doug, I mean, in the bullpen, come on out. And just does a great job with that. Really good job. All right. We're going to come back, wrap up hour number one in a moment. As the Don Haskins Show continues live from the State Line Restaurant. Right after this on News Radio KROD. 600 ESPN El Paso. For radio news in El Paso, AM 600 News Radio KROD. Yeah. 
Welcome back, everybody. 648 the time, 880-5763, 880-KROD. Sports Talk uh, was here from 4 to 6. Now it's the Don Haskins Show. We are live till 8 o'clock this evening. Plenty of time to come on down and enjoy the show. I've got Western Playland tickets to give away. I've got Diablo box seat vouchers to give away. And I also have tickets to tomorrow's performance. Aaron Lewis of Stained will be at the Plaza Theater. That's an 8 p.m. concert. You want to win? We've got a pair of those to give away as well. Coming up in our second hour, we're going to have both Sergio Rocco and Ryan Carr here with us together. But right now, we're uh, finishing up the hour with uh, Bernie Ricono. We're talking baseball after we talked uh, UTEP football. You mentioned growing up a Yankees fan. Now, are you still a Yankees fan today? No, no. I've uh, switched allegiance. I don't like Steinbrenner. I am. <laughs> you are? That's well, there's too many uh, guys from Oklahoma. On there? Johnny Bench. Uh, well, he wasn't a Yankee. But uh, Mickey Mantle, uh, uh, big, big Chief. Uh, Allie Reynolds. Allie Reynolds. Yeah. There was a, at one time, there's a lot of them. I, uh, I grew up with them, but, uh, you know, for some reason, I don't know what, what it, why it's done it, but I've uh, switched you, allegiance. So who you root for now? Red Sox. Really? Red Sox. Well, that is serious switching yeah, allegiances. You went is. from one extreme to the other. Yeah, Bernie will leave us, uh, you know, during baseball season. He oh. has the problems talking to me. I bet he does. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Red Sox yeah. fan. I like Atlanta, too, though, in the National League. There were some records that uh, were just uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was record week in baseball. You had A-Rod with 500 home runs, youngest ever to 500. Barry hits 755, 56, and now he's up to, I think, 58. And then Glavin wins his 300th career game. Um, everybody talks about the Bonds record being the most impressive for obvious reasons, but I look at uh, what Glavin did at 300 and realize that he could be Major League Baseball's last ever 300-game winner. You know, you're right if Randy Johnson doesn't come back. Uh, Johnson's up there, but uh, you're right. right. And uh, he worked hard for that. Glavin is a... Uh, as a, uh, a, you know, an ex-hockey star that uh, became a pitcher, and uh, he, he worked hard for it. Bonds, uh, you know, we could sit here all day and say, do you like him, do you don't like him, whatever. He, he, the feet was there. The feet was there. Now, if some of those other stuff cleared up, I'll be the first one to say he's the greatest, uh, greatest one of all time. But right now, I still like Henry Aaron. Uh, you get into, uh, you, know, you, you know, the guy that uh, set a record that I really, really like, and, and I love the guy's Biggio. Yeah. It's 3,000. 3,000 hits. Oh, Craig uh, Biggio. I think Do you love great. the fact that the guy was a gamer, played every oh. day, and stays on the same team, which is a rarity in sports these days? Y- you got to love that guy. I'm telling you what, he played hard every time he went out there, and uh, and he's got, I believe he's got, what, 290-some home runs? Yeah. Somewhere yeah. in that neighborhood. But uh, this guy's got set record after record, and I just loved him when he got that. Really Future did. Hall of Famer, although the question is, will, uh, his, uh, will his teammate for so many years in Houston, uh, Jeff Bagwell, What's make the Hall of there? Fame? What's he been there, 20? Biggio has I been 20 years. 20th or 20 21st. Yeah. And he still looks young. Oh. But you got to. Yeah. Unbelievable. He does. Coach, you got to respect this guy. He's still at a playing level. Not Maybe not as high as he used to be, but he's still at a playing level. He's going to help somebody. But he said, no, I'm leaving on my own terms. Yeah. You know, I'm getting out of here uh, and uh, going to spend the time with well, my family. Does someone that's like the old-fashioned way. <laughs> you don't see <laughs> yeah. that very much Most of them days. leave for more money. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, Roger Clemens, someone who every year will come back and for three or four months pitch for you. Does it bother you that a guy like this doesn't go to spring training, 
doesn't spend the first couple months of the season, but will come back and around June come back and throw. Now he's with the Yankees. They're obviously right back in the race, and I'm sure Clemens will continue to do this for however many years until he decides he doesn't want to pitch anymore. But does that does that kind of bother you a little bit? I don't think it bothers me. I think what I look at to see who does it bother. And, if it, uh, you know, they'll bring the teammates on there. And if, if it doesn't bother the teammates and their, their administration or management up there, it certainly doesn't bother me because the guy's still at a high level. What's the last game out? He threw – he went six and a half yeah. and uh, had two hits. So this guy throws at a high level right now, and I, you know, I got, I got no problems with that. He, he's lost about three or four games uh, <clears throat> where they didn't get him three runs. Oh, there year. you are. Yeah. Runs there, you know, he's, huge. there was one game that he got hit pretty good because I, I check that every day, and yeah. he might be pitching tonight. I'm not sure. Um, I want to go back to something you mentioned earlier, affiliated baseball in El Paso. Do you ever see the return of affiliated baseball in El Paso? Or do you think that because of the success of independent ball with the Diablos, especially this season, that um, affiliated ball might not ever come back to El Paso in the future? I can't say it'll never, ever come back here. Uh, I, will, I will say one thing. Uh, you read articles, and I can send you some articles, but you, you're on the Internet so much you've probably already seen these articles. But independent ball is gaining so much steam up here that eventually I think what's going to happen is it uh, is it the affiliated ball may just come in with the uh, with the independent and say okay I've got this kid I want to sign you sign him and uh, and we'll buy him from him if if, uh, if it works but I you know I can't say you 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 know where I I think double A I think's out of the question because double A is all the way in East Texas and now they're going to Arkansas they got two teams in Arkansas and one in, in Jackson which is Southern League but but uh, I. I don't think Double A ever come back. But if anything ever did come here, yeah. it would be with somebody that had a ton of money, said, "Okay, I'm going to spend twenty twenty million dollars for this franchise, yeah. a Triple A franchise, and I'm going to bring him in here. I want some help from the City Fathers of El Paso." But that's where I see it because all the Triple A is out west mm-hmm. in here. So see, and I was wondering that if the minor league franchises that are affiliated look at El Paso's attendance and say to themselves, hey, they're drawing 4,000 fans a game in El Paso. We can't even get 2,500 for our double or triple A team, wherever it might be. That's a place we need to look back to going again. Do you think that the strong attendance could eventually lead to the return of, uh, of affiliated oh, ball? I'm Assuming somebody wants to invest and spend that kind of money? I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, uh, people look and say, you know, uh, St. Joe, Missouri in our league is averaging 650 people a game. Well, there nobody's going to go there. They're probably going to fold one of these times. Sure. So, but uh, people look here, and I have had, and I, certainly I don't want to. Uh, I, the independent ball is doing so well right now, and we're getting so much from the people. Is that I've had uh, uh, some people that, well, you know, Rick Parr, yeah. people like that, saying every once in a while, every once in a while, somebody will mention this particular uh, area in here, and, and I don't know where it would go, but I'll guarantee you one thing, we've got to be happy with what's happening now. Absolutely. We've got less than a minute, Coach, before we wrap uh, it up. Go right I'll ahead. I'll tell you what. Uh, if there's one sad day that I've ever seen at UTEP is the day we dropped college baseball. Yep. Yeah. You know, the Cohen brothers were, uh, you know, put in their time for nothing and what have you, and we have got a, a city full of good baseball players. Absolutely. It's yeah. like the guy you mentioned a while ago from Sequoia, 
Rivera? Severe. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have got a bunch like that. I hear And you. I could see us having a great college team. I hate to cut you short. We're out of time this hour. Bernie Ricono, thank you so much for joining us and spending our first hour on the program. Been a thank pleasure, you. fellas. Thank I'll you see lot. you again. You bet. We're coming back. Hour number two of the Don Haskins Show, live from the State Line Restaurant. Thank you, amigo. El Paso's KROD. Some-